0: Welcome to the Geo Mob Podcast, where we discuss geo innovation in any and all forms, whether for fun or profit. Hi, Stephen. Good to see you. Welcome to 2024. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Ed. Happy New
1: Year to you and all your family, and to everybody who listens to us as we start another year of geo craziness. Indeed. So, what's been happening? Let's start with catching up around the end of the year. And
0: well, I was in uh, over the holidays. Uh, we visited relatives in Colorado, so I was I was out there. So um, very good, uh, good trip. Um, always always nice to see people. Always interesting to be back in the states. Um, and uh, a bit of a. I don't know if I'm just getting old or if the the flight situation is getting worse, but in the jet lag, and I don't know, it was rough returning. I mean, the, the so cr- you know, it's like a 20 hour journey and, um, it's taken me, it's taken me about a week to recover from that, to deal with the jet lag and deal with just, I mean, just sitting so cramped. I mean, you know, i not, I'm not the smallest guy, <laughs> and uh, it's, I, it, seems, it feels like it's getting worse. I'm getting less and less tolerant of it.
1: Yeah, I, I've never liked that return flight with you're going against the clock, and it's uh, horrible.
0: Yeah. How about you? What um, the start of the year ha- meant for you?
1: We had a lovely break. Um, my youngest came home from the azores where he lives and works uh we hadn't seen him for 6 months or more so that was fabulous all the family came over to see their brother so we had lots of family lots of alcohol far too much food um yeah we had a great time and looking forward to a new year that could only well i was going to say it could only get better but who knows let's see Two elections, wars all over the place. Yeah,
0: not Never great. Nevertheless, Stephen, there is some good news on the horizon, and that is on the 24th of January, we will be seeing each other in person for the first GMOB of the year. So GMOB London on the 24th, which, if all goes to plan, this episode will come out on the 22nd, I think, Monday the 22nd. So, um, so if you are listening... Before the twenty fourth, it is not too late to join us at Geovation. Big thanks to them for hosting us once again.
1: And that will be the one of the first events because they've just been closed for refurbishment, reorganization. I'm assuming the space will be much the same, but
0: I I have no idea. I'm a little bit nervous because I was actually speaking with someone who um, works out of Geovation and he's He was a bit nervous that it won't be completed in time, actually, which would of course be a grade a catastrophe but um as of right now i I have not heard anything to indicate that we should be worried so okay. um so uh I'm looking forward to it we got we got five very good speakers we'll um then be back at the Sutton arms it's um uh, I hope everyone's in a, uh, pumped up for the new year, and let's go. Let's have some fun.
1: Great. Um, what kind of speakers have we got? Uh,
0: well, as always, it's a mix. It's a mix. That's the whole joy of GeoMob. But um, the one that I'm most interested in is we have these guys from um, OSM Wales, OpenStreetMap Wales. Um, oh, sorry, apologies. Mapio Simru. Which oh, is
1: very um, good
0: very good thing, uh, which you know is all about uh, as I say mapping whales in Welsh so that that should be an interesting one um, James Milner, who has been uh, a regular geomobster for many years so he's been working on a little JavaScript library called Terra draw so he's gonna show that off to us um, and then we have three other speakers who also all look very good but I it's just I don't uh, I don't know them personally um, we have, uh, one, one speaker's going to be talking about bus route mapping, which is a, always a good topic, but it, the unique twist on it is it will be in India, which I can imagine, uh, uh, lends a unique flavor to things. Um, right. and then we have uh, someone from New Zealand who, um, is going to talk about the challenge of. Uh, crowdsourcing neighborhood boundaries, which is uh, which is also a fascinating topic, especially for me because of my time previously working in online real estate. Um, and you know, it's a big; it's not so simple to say which neighborhood a house is in. Actually, and there are many divergent opinions on this, so that should be interesting. And then finally, we have Anna Lucia, um, who works at the BBC, uh, and she's going to be talking about um a map inside which i i frankly i'm not even really it's a story map of some sort i don't know more details than that um but i, th- I suspect you do because you have already interviewed her for the podcast
1: indeed i have but the podcast episode is going to come out after the
0: actual it's going to come Marvel out event. after the event it's so. going
1: to i mean the stuff that sh- she talks about and the little book that she's produced is fantastic and uh, i'm really looking forward to seeing her in person rather than across a screen and listening to her so it's going to be great and then we've got more Mobs planned haven't we
0: we well then you know the year kicks off so um we've got london on the 24th and then in february we have two we're going to be i'm going to be back in barcelona in at uh, the start of the month in the uh, the 7th and then the 21st of february we are back in berlin and right. I, you know, I'm hopeful now as, as people get back, uh, you know, things, things get moving again that we can announce a few more in the coming, in the coming right. weeks. So, okay. um, yeah, should be a lot of fun.
1: Yep. And I'm just looking and we had one, two, three, we had about 15 or 16 geomobs last year.
0: We had quite a few. We had a, we had six different cities, um, so it was a lot. It was a lot, uh, which is great. I mean, there's more and more happening. Um, so, if anyone out there listening wants to get GeoMob going in their city, let us know. Um, or if you want to speak at a GeoMob, obviously the events are only possible if people volunteer.
1: Yep. So, and you can speak in London, Berlin somewhere in Finland, uh, Tel Aviv, when the troubles are over, Barcelona, and Lisbon. Madrid. Or? Lisbon. Lisbon, yeah. Um, so lots of places to speak. Um, come and tell people about what you're doing. It's a lot of fun. And you get to drink on the sponsors.
0: We're going to talk about that, Stephen, about the, the brutal financial ramifications of the high price of beer. so um but first let's do a little update what what have you been working on what's new at Mappery so Arno
1: and I had what turned out to be a rather silly idea which was to move the Mappery website from the cheap personal hosting company that I've been using for the last six or seven years to a more robust um stable platform um And I signed up with this hosting company who offer one-click migration of your WordPress site, um, which I thought sounded brilliant. Um, Well, um, it's not their fault. It's not their fault, but it wasn't one-click. I've had the most hellish week wrestling with the guts of WordPress and trying to sort out... uh, where things should go and where they did go, um, and it all dates back to an old WordPress install that's been running on my old service for six or seven years and just has got clunged up, um, but I'm three quarters of the way there, Ed. It's, I feel like I've been dragged through the ringer twice but I'm three quarters of the way there. The problem is the last quarter is the
0: most difficult quarter. Mm, yeah, the, it's the the final ten percent of any project takes ninety percent of the time. So yeah, yeah, I I can't say I'm the biggest fan of WordPress, Stephen, for exactly this reason. People set it up and then you know it, it, years later they have to upgrade or change something and it just never ever works. Or also, you know, the the great thing about WordPress is all these plugins. But then, you know, the plugins break and, or, you know, plugin A conflicts with plugin B and, you know, causes all kinds of problems. And I've just heard so many horror stories about WordPress. Uh,
1: so I can't let that for, pass me by. Um, ignore the bad choices that I made seven or eight years ago, right? Um, WordPress is stable, reliable, flexible, free, and um, if you start out right, it really isn't a problem. Um, you know I you know I, I can't sing its praises enough you know um, in fact, you've just reminded me when I get off this call, I'm going to be making a small donation to wordpress.org or whatever it's called because it is fantastic. Um, one bit of advice to anybody who's running WordPress sites is when you're presented with the option to use multi-site, don't.
0: Okay. I, but see, that's exactly it. There's so many options. Like, I don't even know what that means, multi-site. And, like, I'm sure the vast majority of people don't know. And so then you get these options and configuration, and you start clicking around, and next thing you know, you've shot yourself in the foot.
1: It means you can run multiple sites from one
0: one install. Console. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Right. And... It it sounds like a great idea, but when you then try and unpick it later on, it's a effing nightmare. Anyway, enough. I'm I can see light at the end of the tunnel. It's only a pinprick of light, but I'm getting there. What about you, Ed? Because I think you've got some exciting stuff coming up. No?
0: Uh, well, geocoding is always exciting, Stephen. But um, but yes, we do have uh, a bit of announcement to make. In that. Um, we are going to be doing, you, you may have seen this trend on the web over the last couple of years, Stephen, of companies doing the so-called launch week, where they, um, I, I think this was kind of Cloudflare that started this, where basically they would have a week and they would every single day announce something, you know, and um, so over the course of five days that you have, like you know, lots of... of you put bundle kind of lots of smaller announcements together to make kind of one, um, one big impact or one big splash in the market. And we are going to be doing launch week the, the week after the geomob London. So, um, bit, it should be one week after this episode comes out and we have lots of little features and, Improvements and tweaks that we're going that we're going announce about our geocoding API including Arctic time zones <laughs> Antarctic time zones Stephen. Antarctic, uh, Antarctic, Antarctic time, zones. time zones no that's already live um the time zones I mean we've had the time zones for a long time it's just uh, and time zones change a lot on, on average there are you know three four or five updates to the time zone database every year as different um, governments change how they deal with time. But um, but yeah, we did recently launch... What was interesting about that was uh, it's a very funny email thread where this guy, I guess, the commander of this Russian Antarctic station just kind of fires off an email to the time zone group. And I was just like, yo, starting tomorrow we're on a new time zone. Please change it. Um, obviously, an Antarctic research station, whether or not the time zone is correct or not, is not the... It's not that critical, but, um, it was just very funny when you see, it's, it's always kind of interesting when you see the guts of how the internet actually works, not just the internet, but in this case, the, the real world. And, you know, this is all public. It's all kind of open source. So you can read the email thread and you can click through and, uh, you know, how you can see how the, the guy who maintains the time zone database, how he's like, uh, okay, well, you know, can you give us any proof or anything? And it's a fun thread.
1: So. It is important, though, isn't it? Because the time zones determine the time stamps sure. um, of on transactions and all sorts of things which rely on time stamps and get messed up if.
0: Well, of course. I mean, uh, in that case, I, I don't know what the population of that research station is, so I'm not. I'm not sure how critical it is. But, but um, you know, of course, in the real world, time time is. Um, you know, everyone has 24 hours in the day, whether you're rich or poor. So we, we're all affected. Um, anyway, let's not lose focus here. The The big news is launch week. So, right. um, we bundled up lots of different little tweaks, you know, some, some I think are quite significant. Some are just small little conveniences. Um, but we also kind of, I mean, first of all, we're hoping that as a result, more people take notice of all these features and, uh, it's also kind of a chance for us to kind of put pressure on ourselves to get all these things out the door on a certain schedule. So, um, which is always good. We're excited. It's a, it's good. To, it's good. To, you know, after the Christmas break and stuff, it's good to be back and cranking things out and making things happen. So, so you, dear listener, check out check out OpenCage during launch week. It will of course be announced on our blog, and you can um, or you can follow us on Mastodon, where we'll announce it every day.
1: Okay, so we were going to talk about funding and finances and stuff like that.
0: Right, so Stephen, yes, of course, you know, as the year two drew to a close last year, it's a natural time to kind of take stock and and see how we did. And as, as, as you correctly noted, we had quite a few different Geomob events in all kinds of different cities. And um, the podcast continues to, to roll along. And so I thought I'd take a look at how much money we're bringing in from our lovely sponsors and, but also what we're spending. Uh, Not least because as you may recall, after our last London event, there are two trends that are kind of um, working against us. So uh, first of all, attendance at geomob london attendance at geomob everywhere seems to be on the rise which is wonderful but attendance at geomob london in particular uh, i mean at our last event we were almost you know like 80 to 100 people and and that's fantastic that's great to see so many people but if all those people come to the pub afterwards and have a beer or two the the bar tab you know quickly goes up because beers have gotten so expensive in london and so I did, did a little accounting of, of how we're doing. Anyway, long story short, with all the events and the podcast, not that the podcast is that expensive, but um, you know we do have to pay for podcast hosting. We have um, our, our dear editor, Fred, who puts the episodes together. We pay for the software we're using right now to record the podcast. Anyway, grand total all in for the year with the events and the podcast, we're spending about seven to 8,000 euros okay and the bulk and of that, that's the bulk of that is the events by far yeah okay and it's going to go up I hope it goes up because that means more people are attending um so um, how and so we try to recoup that cost of course from our, our lovely sponsors. Um, nevertheless we have a shortfall under the, you know we're very thankful the sponsors but as things stand right now we have a shortfall of about four to five thousand euros. Which basically means you know my company covers it, um, which you know it's not the end of the world, but it would. The question is, as if it keeps growing, and then you know where's this going to end? Um, and and you know we would like to do more events and things like that. So,
1: and I'd like to add a one thing, which also we don't take into account in those numbers, which is that this is a labour of love.
0: Oh, um, our time, you mean. Our time. And,
1: sure. you know, a disproportionate amount of that time burden falls on you because, you know, you, you do more organising than I do. Um, and, you know, in an ideal world, um, there'd be somebody in a pretty part-time role dealing with quite a lot of the admin on this stuff, um, and that would but that would increase the cost even further. Of course, so,
0: yes. So um,
1: um so you know, and it's not the end of the world, as you said, you know. I mean, open cage is funding it and get some good publicity from it, but it does prompt the thought that is there a more financially sustainable way of running this um where we can find a source sources of income um to offset the the shortfall that we've got and are likely to have in the coming year.
0: Right. So, I mean, well, there are a couple options. One option is we could try to somehow limit the costs, you know, so until now, when we, when we do the, the post talk drinks, um, you know, we kind of set a limit on the, the amount of spending, but usually, you know, it's rare that we would hit the limit, especially in the beginning years, you know, we would put, you say, you know, three, 400 pounds, and you know by the end of the evening we would get to that limit but after everyone had had as much as they want to drink but now at our last event um you know we i think i spent 600 pounds and that was you know with, when when you just have such a large group that's every person gets you know maybe one beer or something or, or maybe two but not um you know it's not, later in the evening basically the top was up so it One option would be we could just kind of limit the, you know, we could limit it to one drink per person or something like that. So, I personally am not such a fan of that because I think, first of all, it kind of changes the dynamic. Second of all, somehow we have to administer that, you know. I mean, I guess we have to give people some kind of tokens or cards or something and then... And um, figure out how we enforce it, and you know, as you may know, Stephen, I'm I'm not such a fan of the admin side of things. So, um, so ideally, I would like to, as much as possible, keep the keep the atmosphere as is. So we just say, look, you know, the the people can drink, uh, you know, within reason. Of course, I mean, not 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 excessively, but. You know, I don't want to be sit there sitting there saying, okay, everyone can only have a half pint of beer or something. Like that no. that kind of kills the mood. So um so so that basically means we can't really lower the costs. So so we need to raise the revenue. We need to raise the income. So how could we do that?
1: Well, sponsors is the the obvious.
0: Route. The sponsors In is fact, the obvious one.
1: I mean this their sponsors and their swag.
0: Okay, yeah, but tell us your experience with swag because you recently gave this a go for Mapri, right?
1: It wasn't very successful. <laughs> it, um, I don't know whether people didn't, didn't know that there were t shirts available, um, they didn't like the t shirts. Um, I don't know, but it's certainly. Um, hasn't hasn't generated any income at all. I mean, I can't say it was small because zero is less than small. Um, maybe that's just the audience, um, but I'm sort of guessing that the Mappery audience isn't sort of dramatically different to the GeoMob audience. And uh,
0: well, the other point is even, even okay. So yeah, we could have GeoMob T-shirts or something, but like. I, first of all, how many people are going to actually make the effort to buy a geomob t-shirt? And second of all, even if they do, it's a one-time... Per- once you have the GMOB per- yeah. t-shirt, you have it. So how much money can we really make with that? So I'm not sure
1: that... Sw- you know, I thought swag might work, but I'm now um, realizing that it's probably not the route to fame and fortune for Mapri, and that'll probably be the same for GMOB. So... We're looking at sponsorship, and um, it occurs to me that at the moment we've only got one type of sponsor. We've got different levels of sponsorship, but they're event sponsors. Um, and they chip in some money, which, uh, thanks to their generosity, enables us to pay for the beers and any other minor expenses that we have at the events. Um, we could have podcast sponsors. We've never had an advert on the podcast podcast. Uh, we don't have sponsors on the podcast. You know, when um, Max Lenemann was um, on the podcast with me, when I interviewed him, we were talking about sponsorship. Um, and I know Open Cage has sponsored his podcast, and I personally sponsored an episode of the podcast as well. So, you know, that's one route.
0: That is one route. Um... So, so first of all, anyone who wants to join our current sponsors, please do get in touch. Uh, I guess let's talk about the, the current sponsors a bit, the event sponsors, what they get. Um, I think the main benefit that they get is like the warm and fuzzy feeling of sponsoring Geomob because I have, it's quite interesting. Some of the sponsors attend the event and uh, I think uh, obviously enjoy the event or whatever, and maybe that's what they get out of it. And some of the sponsors don't really take advantage of the of the event in any way, which is fine. You know, the last thing I to do is force someone to do something. But I do think the sponsors could get a bit more out of it. Um, so, but if any anyone out there has a company or, or as an individual and would like to to sponsor and chip in, um, yep. please get in touch and. I would love to find ways also to make that valuable and interesting both to the sponsor, but also the community. And so for example, I think the great example is the, uh, with, with, splash maps that they, you know, give sponsor the, the best speaker prize and then they give out a splash map to whoever the best speaker is. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a fun thing so that someone gets a splash map, but it's also of course obviously great for splash maps. So I would love to have ideas around that or things we could do there or whatever. Um, So please do get in touch. That being said, it seems unlikely that we're going to get enough event sponsors that we can cover this shortfall unless we raise the prices, which then obviously makes it harder to to find these sponsors. So um, yeah, I do think probably the podcast sponsorship is the way to go, I guess. Um, with a few caveats there, I think, Stephen. Um, first of all, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and and uh, and the, uh, some of those podcasts are just kind of um, organic, you know, people talking about their projects or whatever. But some are these kind of professionally produced podcasts with very with real ads, kind of like a radio style ad. Um, perversely. I find those the least effective to a degree because they're very easy to skip you know they're, they're probably expensive to produce like with music or you know sound effects or something like that and I almost end up always end up skipping them you know I don't know yeah. I don't know what your experience is so
1: I was thinking and you probably grew up with this um, in the States but you I mean if you go back to the sort of old-fashioned, radio shows um you got a word from the sponsor or something but often it was the the host, reading. The host reads
0: the statement yeah. yes i and, agree
1: and i i know that sort of that tr- there's there is that trend in podcasting you know where um whoever is the podcaster actually reads the the script of the the little promotional bit um so it's not produced it's just into the uh the flow of the podcast so you know you pause for a minute in the conversation and you say um and then you read and now a word from our sponsors but it's actually you or me reading it um it's it's less intrusive um and because it's of not clearly defined length you know it can be quite short or it could be a minute maybe um People, I tend not to skip through those as much as I do when it's a glossily produced advert.
0: I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, and not just that, but it's also much less work in the sense of we don't have to coordinate with them to get the audio file and you know figure out where is it going to be played and how long how are we going to splice it in and things like that. So
1: exactly. Um, so I think that's the way to go. You know, and it could be, um, you know. For anybody listening and wondering why should they sponsor the GeoMob podcast, um, you know, we have tens of thousands of uh, of listeners. Um, it's a very tech niche audience. If you want to reach that audience to tell them about a new product or if you're recruiting, um, if you're recruiting and you're open to a, a worldwide audience of geotechies, there's no better place to be Promoting your vacancy than on the GeoMod podcast.
0: I agree with you. I agree with you. I I did have an idea, though, Stephen. Um, Go on. Okay, so y- you may recall, I guess it was about maybe a year and a half ago or so. So, so as you mentioned with with Open cage we have been sponsoring um, other relevant podcasts. Okay, and uh, one is Mind Divine Maps, uh, and the other is uh, Mapscaping. Uh, Daniel's wow. podcasts, both of which are excellent. And, and everyone should be listening to those podcasts, but, um, whenever we do sponsorships, I mean, open kitchen, you know, I'm always trying to think of a way I can do something a bit different, um, and stand out a bit. Okay. So, cause otherwise you're just, you know, one of 50 different logos on the page or when, you know, yet another brand. And so, we had the idea where we stole this idea from, from another friend of mine and um, where rather than us just doing an open cage ad on mapscaping, the idea was we would buy the ad slot and we would donate it then to open street map related projects. I, I think we bought five ad slots. So five episodes. And we said, okay, we're going to give these to five different open street map projects that uh, you know, typically are open source projects, so they don't really have the budget to do this themselves. And um, and then we kind of ran a contest where people could submit their ideas, you know, which project should should get these slots. Uh, and we kind of promoted that that contest or, or the submission process, and that got a lot of coverage, actually, um, which of course then reflected very positively on us, um, which was the goal of the whole thing. Uh, so. Um so that was, that worked well. So my thinking was this: what if we tell people, uh, you know, I'm obviously here at Geomob, but I'm also very keen to promote not just OpenStreetMap projects, but these sort of innovative hobby projects or the, the cutting edge or experimental projects or open source projects, whatever it is. Um and so my idea was what if we just asked every sponsor, we do let's say we do one ad per episode. Okay, so whatever, we need to define some sort of parameters for that so 30 seconds or something of, of one of us talking about, you know, reading your script. And, but we go to sponsor and say, look, instead of buying, you know, you have to, every sponsor, whatever amount you pay, that's going to cover one ad for you. It's also going to cover one ad for one of these experimental open source projects. So basically, you're kind of buying two episodes, but you're getting only one. Although uh, I, I think in the second, you know, the the one that we do to the the open source project, we should also mention, you know, the first sponsor, but not do the full thirty second read through. Read through, but we should just say, you know, this was made possible by Company X. So I think this has two benefits, um, or, or maybe more than two benefits. So the first benefit is it it gives us a way to promote these kind of open source projects, which is great in its own right. But secondly, it also gets them to kind of promote the Geomob podcast as well. And typically they have they have their own audience as well. Um, and secondly, I think it could have a very good kind of halo effect for the the actual the sponsor, the, the person who put the money. Right. So so that was kind of my thinking. That we okay. that we I don't know what I don't know what your reaction is or you know is this too much work or too much well, one thing we will have to think about is how we how we I, I, as always you know minimize the admin burden of this of figuring out you know who which projects are going to get this slot and things like that. So pay, we'll, I was thinking maybe we'll create a little website where, or a form or something and people can you know submit their their request or whatever. So
1: Okay. I mean I think I think the idea that Buy one and someone else gets one free is a great idea um, it's a great way to start the thing off um, it's it's good for the companies who are who are sponsoring us because they're also supporting an open source project um, we need to like you said we need to keep the admin really simple on this. Um, I don't think there's going to be such a lot of demand that it's going to be a challenge managing it, um, and um, yeah, let's give it a try. So, I guess the first thing is we need sponsors, Ed. We need
0: we need sponsors. I think we also have to s- define for ourselves kind of what the parameters are of what yeah. is acceptable. You know, how long should the thing be? How. Uh, how does the whole process work of like you email us your text, how far in advance you need to do that? When is it going to run? Things like that. Um, right. How does payment work? You know, probably it would just be some sort of online form where you type in a card and we bill you, it. but of course, ultimately another question is the price. How much should all this cost? So I don't know. I don't, you know, obviously anytime you set a price, you don't want to set it too low that you, it then makes it hard to, to increase later on the other hand, you know, our goal here, I, I'm not, I'm, I, I, don't want to destroy any illusions, Stephen, but I'm not really planning my retirement based on the revenues that we make here at GMOB. So, no. um, it's just kind of about how do we cover the costs and make sure that we can continue to have the events.
1: And I'd uh, starve to death based on the salary that I get from GMOB. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay. So, We've got some thinking to do, but, um, I just realized as we're doing this, that you and I are sitting here and we're fleshing out some kind of a sponsorship program, a little bit of revenue generation activity. Um, and we've just done that out in the open in front of all of our listeners. Um, I think it'd be great if listeners gave us a little bit of feedback, um, they know the contact details on Mastodon and uh, the website for the emails. Um, it would be great to hear from some of our listeners, whether you're a sponsor or not. Um, if you're a sponsor and you want to talk to us about it, we'd love to talk to you and get your ideas. We're just starting to flesh out this this concept um, and we'll get it moving later you know sometime later in this first quarter of the year um, but if you're a listener and you've got thoughts about what works and what doesn't work what you don't want to hear what you would be okay listening to we're also keen to hear that from you so be in touch with us mastodon's the best channel but um
0: mastodon or or i would say in person at an event of course that's yeah. always um,
1: in person at an event
0: highest bandwidth. whilst but-
1: drinking a beer
0: Whilst drinking a beer paid for by our lovely sponsors, so um, yeah, I would would love any feedback people have, um, uh, and also the, I mean, the other group that would be, I'd be very interested in hearing from is the the open source projects, the OpenStreetMap projects, the, the people who want to be part of the, you know, if we offer this buy one get one free package, the people who'd be part of the free side of things. So right. Um, yeah, I'm excited, Stephen. This could be, uh, it's, it's kind of a fun challenge. Uh, hopefully, I think it's a good chance for us to provide value to the sponsors, but also to the listeners. Um, and as always, we've got to find the way to do this that is, you know, low effort and, and minimal and sustainable. Um, and Absolutely. that way we can, you know, keep the machine running.
1: Okay, so that's a plan for 2024.
0: That's the plan for 2024, Uh, that and lots of great events. So I look forward to seeing everyone in London and uh, let's kick the year off.
1: Okay. Um, Great talking to you. Welcome to 24.
0: Bye, Stephen. Bye. Thanks for joining us today and listening to the GeoMob podcast. Hope you enjoyed the discussion. Get in touch with us if you have any feedback or suggestions for topics we should cover. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our monthly mailing list where we keep you informed about upcoming events. You can, of course, also follow us on Twitter, where our handle is geomob. Thanks for listening, and hope to see you at a Geomob event soon.